Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Boy, lots of topics. It's a buffet of great content here, and we're going to discuss it all with Carter Bryant, at Carter the Power on Twitter, his weekly hit with us. And Carter told me earlier today he's going to be in the city this weekend. Is that right, Carter? I am. I am. And this isn't Carter. This is... um... Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm using Jesse Smollett logic tonight. <laughs> oh, so uh, I starred in The Revenant. Um, <laughs> Titanic was great. Rose shouldn't have let me froze at the bottom of the lake. What about Inception, man? Was that was my ocean. favorite. It was an ocean. I'm just kidding. You know, I have a big show tomorrow, and and this is this is a problem with Kyle now, is that like. Everyone's going to be doing Jesse Smollett jokes. It's kind of like when 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 comedians do jokes about Donald Trump. It better be good. Like you better be Neil Brennan or Dave Chappelle doing a really good Trump joke because everyone else is going to have one. So I got a show tomorrow. Wrote a Jesse Smollett little tag, and I had to throw one out there to see if it was kind of funny. And we'll see we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens tomorrow. <laughs> That would be fantastic. Carter is a radio host at 104.1, uh, 107.1 FM and uh, 1400 AM in South Arkansas. Uh, I don't even know what I want to touch on first here. Let's let's go with what we just recently discussed. I am curious. Do you believe that eSports, are, are they a sport? We've been discussing that. We've been talking about the Overwatch League, which is outdrawing Major League Baseball and NHL hockey in this country right now. It's a little absurd. It's not a sport, but actually this actually happened in Arkansas. The AAA, which is the high school governing body, just officially named esports. Like they just got with the big production company in California that's starting to make this uh, an official thing around the country. So here's the thing about esports popularity it's one thing if you have people that are our age that are fans of it, but kids play video games like it's nothing else. And now we're going to have this officially in 12 different high schools. Uh, 12 different states, that is, and Arkansas is about to be one of the next ones. This is going to be an actual high school sport, and this is the future. And the one thing about it, Seth, is that everybody can be good at esports. Oh, you're a four foot three pipsqueak guy with uh, a, a belly that your horrible parents' genetics gave you. Guess what? You can win a state championship by being really good at World of Warcraft. If you're a 45-level black mage or whatever the terminology is, <laughs> you can be you can be a, 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 I think that was Final Fantasy 45, I don't know. But you could be a state championship video game player. Wow. So, I mean, it, it's, it's a real thing. And esports is here. Like, you remember, I, I read a story earlier this week, Narash uh, Murkazi just met him in L.A. He wrote, he wrote with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, you're talking about the freakish, most hybrid athlete we have in the NFL right now. He wants to buy an esports team. Mm -hmm. So it's a real deal. And because it's universal, because 
anyone can play and actual athletes are behind it, it's only going to get bigger. Yep, college scholarships now on the line. I don't play World of Warcraft or Fortnite or any of that. I do dabble in Overwatch. I am not good at Overwatch. <laughs> I won't say right. that. I am no good. Yeah. I am I am out of the demo, Carter. I, we had a guest on earlier as I was asked I asked him, so what's the demo of, of the the athletes? You know, is it the NFL, you know, it's late thirties, mid thirties, I guess baseball is late thirties, and he was saying well, it's like 23. When, when you hit 23, <laughs> you're considered old. I was like, wow, do I wow. feel old or what? Right. We're just we're old now, Carter. That's the thing. Yeah. And when your best athlete's name is Ninja and he has pink hair. And here's one thing you need to know is, you know, they had that uh, that NFL 100 commercial. Right. And. You had all these crazy NFL players, Commissioner Goodell, and a video gamer, Ninja, in this famous commercial with pink hair, whatever his hair color was. This is a real thing. Do I think it's a good thing? Yes and no, because it does provide a lot of opportunities for kids that aren't athletic. But no, because we need our kids to go outside. I'm tired (laughs) of hanging out with my my nieces and nephews, and they're, they're... faces are just buried into a screen it's like we have well hold on here carter are you the get off my lawn guy right now already i i am i am listen go to a restaurant now and see a big old family hanging out every kid has their phone out every kid wants to be playing the video games and guess what i do it too we are prisoner to the screens it is true. The, the screens run our life. I catch myself on my screen way too much. It's Carter Bryant at Carter the Power, comedian, radio host at 1071 FM at 1400 AM, the fan in South Arkansas. Uh, I'm going to give you a choice here. What do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about LSU hoops? Do you want to talk about Anthony Davis? Dude, I'm all in on Anthony Davis now. Like, I'm focused. I get to see a Pels game this weekend. I'm pumped. Which he might not play. So what do you think of this right. decision today? And the Alvin, I don't know if you saw the Alvin Gentry video on Twitter where he did look like he was being held hostage. Uh, 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 Logan, go ahead and play the Alvin Gentry sound, the longer sound when he talked about it. Just for anybody listening who didn't hear it um, earlier tonight, this was his full comments when he was asked about, uh, is Anthony Davis going to play? <laughs> I mean, that's about as awkward, Carter, as it gets, but I don't know what else he could say. Yeah, there's nothing else he can say. And we all know that Anthony Davis doesn't want to play against the Lakers. We know Alvin Gentry doesn't want to play Anthony Davis against the Lakers. But I want to see it because I'm going to be there. And I I like awkward situations. No matter how you see it, no matter how you feel, we love awkward situations in movies. We love them in comedies. We love them in television. And I want to see it. I want to see it. I want to see this. I want to hear the boos. I want to feel it. And I'm not a big boo guy, but, I mean, there's been so much passion surrounding Anthony Davis. Should he play or should he not? And honestly, we all know this. Anyone with the conscience knows this. Anthony Davis shouldn't be playing. I don't like seeing players play when their heart's not into it, when there's a thousand different things on their mind other than actually playing for that team that they're supposed to love. So, yeah, I mean, I I just I just wish that they would sit him, but obviously, you know, Adam Silver doesn't want that. He wants one of his biggest stars playing for the Pelicans because it makes him a better team and a more sexy watch, I guess. But still, it, it it's frustrating if you're a big Pelicans fan like I am 
the, the whole thing has just been just a wash. So here's what I don't get, Carter. It, it, it is apparent now that the NBA will never and can never take any action against a player who says something or does something. The, the, the superstar players can say anything they want. They can do anything they want and flaunt it right in the, the team that employs them, their faces, and nothing will be done. I mean, we've reached a point of no return, I think, for the NBA on this after how they're handling this, right? Yeah, and LeBron once again flexed his power. It's one of these things where the players have so much power. I don't think we've ever seen this in team sports where players have as much, as much power as they do in the NBA right now. I mean, think about it. I mean, if, if you had anyone coaching the Warriors, they still win the title, with all due respects to Steve Kerr. And keep this in mind. LeBron said, hey, you know what? Um, I'm not going to talk to Anthony Davis anymore behind the scenes. I'm going to talk to him on my HBO TV show. Right. And I'm not only going to have him on my HBO TV show, I'm going to have Jamie Foxx there. I'm going to have Gerard Carmichael there. Oh, let's throw another controversial sports figure in there. Let's throw in Antonio Brown. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Tamper my butt. I'm going to put him on my show on HBO. And there you go, Adam Silver. Take that. So, I mean, do I really think Adam Silver hates this? No. No, he doesn't hate this. This is great for him. Because the one thing the NBA has are these soap opera, Bravo, E! Entertainment, Kardashian, Shaw's, and Sunset storylines. There is nothing quite like it. It's to where the games don't matter anymore, and everyone just wants to figure out who's going where next, and a storyline like this one keeps the NBA at the forefront. Man, it's just it's incredibly frustrating, but you're right. I guess it's highly entertaining. It's good for my ratings. I wish it wasn't happening. It's, I guess it's good for... It's good for our medium. Uh, Carter, uh, hold on 60 seconds. I want you to promo the, uh, your comedy show down here. Uh, but we're up against this 31 hard news that we always cut you off at. It's Carter Bryant at Carter the Power, uh, 1400 AM, 1071 FM, the fan in South Arkansas, stand-up comic. And he's got a comedy show coming up. He'll tell you about it after CBS News. Carter Bryant with us. Okay, Carter, follow that. You're following Robert Mueller news. Uh, tell us how you got a comedy show coming up here in the city. Uh, tell us about it, please. Yeah, so here's the thing is that my friends are in the show, okay, and it starts at 8.30. I believe the name of the place is Brew Carry Brewing. I, th I believe that's the name of yeah, it. Yeah, it's right so, across from Harris, I think. I was looking it up earlier, right? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's it. And, yes, it is at 2115 uh, Decatur. I have a lot of friends on the show. Marcus Bond is a great comedian that, that I know, and Eric Dryblatt, who's – actually originally from from vermont i'm actually like not on the show they just want me to come to a guest spot because i'm in town so yeah that'll be uh at 8 30 i'll be there a little bit later but uh but yeah go check it out even because even if i don't make it in time to to go on stage you're going to see some funny 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 people there so go right on ahead it's going to be a great show and here's the thing new orleans has a great thriving local comedy scene i've enjoyed performing there as many times as i've uh, as i've gotten to and um it's great it's it's good fun man Who, who's Seth? you've asked me this before who's huh? your favorite stand-up comedian living or or just ever you, you can all right okay uh ever 
Let's go. Ahead. George Carlin. I think Carlin's the goat for me. I mean, I, I could, and there are some road trips when I just load up a bunch of Carlin on my phone and I just listen to him on repeat. I think one of the greatest stand up bits that I have ever heard and gets me every time uh, was him talking about, I think it was euphemisms, and then he went on this tangent about a plane and how all these things, when they're, you probably know what I'm talking about, Carter, when they're getting yeah. on a plane yeah. and, you know, and then they land or, you know, a near miss crash and everything. And it's just, it's, it's exceptional. So, right. Yeah. yeah. He was the first to do the airplane humor jokes. And then Jerry did some. And now I can't do airplane is jokes. Is that a lame answer? I don't even know anymore. Is that a lame answer for like if I, if I, a comedian asked me that and I say Carlin and he's like, oh, yeah, whatever. This is like saying Michael Jackson is your famous, uh, favorite musician. No, I would say probably 70%. I would say 70% says prior Carlin. And then I would say the other 20%, it's a mixture of Jerry, Dave. Uh, Dave Chappelle, um, Chris Rock, and you Ellen. know what I used to low key I used and this is because I'm where I grew up and everything. I don't necessarily agree with these guys politically all the time. One of my favorite groups that I watched was the Blue Collar uh, Comedy Tour back in the day when it was yeah. Foxworthy, Ron White, uh, who Larry the Cable Guy, and I can't remember if they had one more. And yeah, they did have one more. I forget yeah. who the, the last yeah, guy was. Um, yeah, Bill Ingvall. Ingvall. Bill yeah. yeah, yeah, love those guys too. So. There yeah, Reno Collier and those guys. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. All right. Well, Carter, I'll be there, and we're hanging out this weekend, so I'll see you in a couple of days. All right. Yeah, man. We'll have a good time. All right. There he goes, Carter Bryant at Carter the Power. Follow him on Twitter, and he'll be in town this weekend. Fourteen hundred AM, one hundred seven one FM. The Fan in South Arkansas. Uh, time for sports libs here. Logan Falgu at Master Control. Come on in here, Logan. Uh, you have a favorite stand-up comic? Uh. Mm, that's that's a tough one. That's a tough one right now. What kind of comedy do you like? Is it is it a slapstick? Is it uh, you know lowbrow? Is it the deadpan British humor? Well, I mean, like uh, after after we did that whole comedy night here uh, a few months back, mm-hmm. I started listening to a lot of George Carlin. Yeah, yes, and I, I absolutely love him. I also love uh, Donald Glover's stand up. If you've ever seen it, it's it's great. I haven't seen. I don't know if I've ever seen Donald Glover's stand up. Hmm. I, uh, Hannibal Burris is actually one of my um, favorites too, and I think he oh, loves yeah, playing yeah, in New yeah. Orleans. Of course, H- Hannibal Hannibal's great. <laughs> yeah, I should have said that. It's probably Hannibal is certainly near the top of my list right now. Anyways, all right, time for some sports libs. We've got two minute drill coming up in just a little bit. Logan, fire up the music. And anybody who doesn't know what this is, every night we do this. It's like Mad Libs sports style. Don't know the topics? You can play along on the text line at eight seventy eight seventy. All right, Logan, take it away. All right, here we go. First up. I consider esports a blank. Revelation. I consider, and here's my history with esports. I am at the very, very edge of the demo that would ever find it intriguing, I think. And for years, and I'm talking five to ten years. I despised it. I was like the traditional sports guy that was like, oh, this is, they're, they're just kids sitting in front of computers. They're not doing anything. This isn't fun. Why would I ever watch this? I think that was me just kind of being sour about it. It's been a revelation because what I've seen, this is why I had Malik Forte of the Overwatch League on before, is an incredible spectator sport. It's not fun for me to watch guys run around in um, Fortnite or any of these one-on-one uh, shooter games. But if you get a team sport, which is what Overwatch is, which is a team of six against another team of six that's based in cities that can 
you know, the, the, the fans in New York can rally around the Excelsior. Fans in uh, Gangzhou, China can rally around there. It's incredible. So it's a revelation to me. And anybody, and I'll tell you this, anybody in our industry who wants to be in this industry long term, I think you've got to realize that this is something that you're going to have to cover. If not now, eventually, it's just too big. So my answer would be a revelation. All right. Uh, next one up here. I see this Anthony Davis saga going blank. What, where's the soundbite? Play the play, play, play the play the. I just answer playing the soundbite. Here you go. This is what I think. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna see it go into the dumpster and light it on fire. This is, I see it going, as it has been going, a dumpster fire. I don't really have any other comment on it. It's, it's a little exhausting to cover it because we're talking. I mean, you, anybody who's listened to the program, you know my anger, my frustration the absurdity of this and what I think of it. We have to talk about it. I think it's good that we're talking about it. That's a little exhausting. All right, next. All right, next one up here. With LSU basketball's loss, does it change how you view the program at all? Not at all. Zero percent. It did not move the needle a millimeter, a micrometer. I think micrometers are things now, which I don't really understand. Logan, there's another topic. No, not at all. It shouldn't. This is a team that they lost to in Florida that's going to be in the NCAA tournament. I think they've got holes. I've always thought they had holes. We had people texting the show every day before that loss anyway saying LSU should be a top five team. LSU is a final four team. Never thought so. Not with their lack of production in the half court when they get bogged down. Not with some of the freshmen's mistakes that you'll see in the offense and defensively. We saw these from Nas Reed and uh, Javante Smart yesterday and Emmett Williams was just bad it's, look they're not bad they're young they're growing but it didn't change my opinion my opinion still is this is a sweet 16 team that if they get hot that week and they're two games in the sweet 16 and possibly elite eight they possibly can make a final four run but they're certainly not favorites to do that all right next one up here LSU baseball are going to have a blank game they're going to have a this is against Bryant, a a game that not many people are going to watch because it's Mardi Gras. I was trying to phrase that into one word, a forgettable game. Not that okay. they're going to lose. It not just, that it's going to be a bad performance, but people are focused on other things. Yeah. The, the Pelicans are playing tomorrow night. Everybody's going to be watching to see what Anthony Davis does. You've got Mardi Gras parades here in the city and across the state. Look, LSU baseball is great. We're going to be on board. This is a national championship college World Series caliber team. I'm not bagging on LSU baseball. But let's be honest here, Logan, and everybody listening. Not many people besides the incredible LSU diehards are going to be paying a lot of attention to LSU baseball over the weekend. There's too many things going on. All right. Just real quick here. I just want to put in my two yes. cents on the whole Anthony Davis thing. And I hate to paint wrestling in this light, but it's really like a wrestling storyline here. <laughs> Isn't it? In, in the words of Eric Bischoff, controversy creates cash. And now you have so many people tuning into the Pelicans game just to see what happens with this saga, what happens with this story. People are coming back week after week, night after night to see what furthers mm. with this. They're following it in the news. The They're hero turned villain. Who's the your favorite hero turned villain? Because there's a lot of them in wrestling. Oof, that one's a tough one. I'd have to say, uh, probably, probably when Bret Hart was at his peak. Yeah, the heel turn, man. That's what Anthony Davis is doing. Anthony yep. Davis, the Bret Hart of NBA basketball right now. 
Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of WWE-ish, uh, isn't it? We good? Uh, we have one more. All right. What position should the Saints be looking to draft for this coming offseason? Tight end's the easy answer. But I'm going to go against the grain here. Second round pick. If there's an offensive lineman available, I think they might take a shot because then they have tradable assets along that offensive line. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if they build from the inside out, especially with Drew Brees at the end of his career. You, if you have a great offensive line, a rookie quarterback can come in and play at a very high level. Andres Pete's in his final year of his contract. Max Unger is very long in the tooth, only has a few years left, likely. Uh, we don't know what Teron Armstead is going to happen there. Ryan Ramchek is great. Larry Warford, a couple of years left on his contract. I would not be surprised at all to see them draft an offensive lineman and surprise a lot of people, but only if that offensive lineman falls. They got first-round talent way down in the second round at the O-line position. Wouldn't be surprised. And that, I think, very few people would think. That's Sports Libs. Logan's going to stick around because next, it's my rematch against Jason and Destrahan. Two-minute drill. He beat me. I hadn't lost since September. He did it last week on a tiebreaker. I'm still crying foul. It was rigged. Two-minute drill trivia. Jason and Destrahan against me. Coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.